Glory be to Jesus forevermore. Amen. We thank God. Uh, we are not bereaved of the calendar of God with, with regards to what he is doing in our midst and what he's accomplishing part time. Amen. Amen. We are not ignorant of the timetable of God. Many times people are very conscious of their age, their age in time, but they are not conscious of their age in the spirit of faith. You see the warning Jesus gave in the gospel, he said, from the fig tree, learn his lesson. From the gospel of today, he said, from the fig tree. Learn what is lesson. So even the fig tree communicates to those who are ready to learn. Learn its lesson. Because the fig tree is able to decode from the atmosphere the changes of seasons and times. So don't only be conscious of your age. I'm 30, I'm 40, and we'll celebrate birthdays. And when we begin to advance in age, we'll begin to be careful with our health and many things. But we cannot decode the signs of time. The victory is not celebrating birthdays. It's celebrating seasons as orchestrated by God. So what season are you now in the spirit? Praise the Lord. Child of God, what season are you now? Are you in winter? Are you in Hamatan? Are you in rainy season? Your Christian journey. You see the reason why Jesus is saying, go and learn from the fig tree. Man has become so porous and poor when it comes to the things of God that even Jesus is saying, the fig tree will teach you. That's to tell you how ignorant we have become. How we are wallowed in darkness. Amen. Amen. May our hearts be open to learn in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. So also, when you see these things taking place, you will know that he is near at the very gates. It is a gate at the very gates. <laughs> mm. So that's why he said at the antiphon before the opening prayer, he said, I think thoughts of peace for you are not thoughts of affliction. So there are thoughts that carry peace. There are thoughts that carry what? Affliction. So God is thinking thoughts of peace for us. As he's thinking thoughts of peace, as we take his thoughts, we only have access to the peace that he gives. Amen? Amen. The forces that are busy thinking affliction, sickness, bondage, limitation, as they are thinking it, if we host those thoughts equally, we hash what those thoughts communicate. 
So that is why it's also good for you to understand that one of the things that will help you to be able to decode the seasons of time is to allow the thoughts of God dominate your heart. And the thoughts of God are captured in the ambience of his word. He said, you will call me, call upon me, and I will answer you. The first thing talks about those whose names are written in the book of life. Those whose names are written in the book of life. Because when that day comes, he will send his angels ahead of them, ahead of himself. And the angel that will come down, that will lead the other angel, is what? Michael. He said at that time, shall arise, Michael, the great prince who has charge of your people. Michael is the prince of the church. He's the defender of the body of Christ on earth. He's a very fierce angel. Amen. Have you encountered him before? Just the good church. That's all you know. You don't desire to have an encounter with these beings that are with us. Seek him. He will show himself to you. He's the angel that gives divine strength, divine might. And only those who are strong will persevere to the end. So Michael is one. When he shows up, he transmits to you the strength of God. We were created in such a way that when we come close to anything, after spending so much time close to the thing, we absorb that thing and go with it. True of us. If you are close to God in prayer, your body will begin to absorb divine energy. Divine energy. That's why it's good to pray long. But those who are weak in mind will argue. <coughs> prayer is not just God answer my prayer. You go and you absorb energy divine energy. It will permeate your flesh, go into your bones, crystallize in your blood. When you come out, you begin to discharge. So Michael, when he goes, he's every time standing at the right hand of power. And he's absorbed strength, absorbed strength. Then when he comes, he discharges power and strength in defending the church from a fierce attack of the devil and his cohorts. And they shall arise at a time of trouble such as never has been seen. And he will go to do what? To destroy. At that time, your people shall be delivered. People of God shall be delivered. Who are those? He says, as many of those who slept in the dust of the earth shall awake. Everyone whose name shall be found written in the book. Are you concerned about that? Are you concerned? Are you sure your name is there? You know the tendency to say yes, he's there. But are you sure? 
These are things that you are the one to walk them in. You must find out. Have you ever made prayers in your heart? Oh God, please, I want to know whether my name is in that book before the time is over. If there are things in my life that I need to put together or put right to make sure my name is there. Have you ever heard somebody booking mass for that? Have you ever heard a testimony? Praise the Lord. Amen. God just revealed to me that my name is in the book of life. It's only a testimony of car, house. What is the normal thing of life is what we call testimony. What a shame. People of the world will marry. They will marry and call it testimony. People of the world will buy cars. They don't even rejoice over it. They will buy cars. It's testimony. So what's the difference? Those things, are they truly testimonies? Nothing. It's just that a lot has happened to the church. One of the testimonies of the sins against the enemy when it comes is that your name is written in the book of life. That's why Jesus, when he sent the disciples out to go and preach two by two, they came back and they said, rejoice. They said, Master, we commanded devils in your name and they obeyed us. He said, come on, stop. That's not what should make you rejoice. He said, I saw Satan fall like what? Lightning. That means he's a finished case. His case is no longer a testimony. But rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That's the, mo- that's the testimony. That should make you to rejoice. That's the greater thing. Come on. Jesus revealed to them. Your names are there already. <laughs> Sometimes I can't contain some of these things. If I'm to express myself the way I feel, they will say I'm not maintaining the quorum. I'm not maintaining the forum. So I'm just holding myself because it's quite intoxicating. Your spirit catches this, you come under a compulsive power. The demons were obeying them because, not because they were righteous, but because their names have been written in the book of life. They had authority to speak. So the question again is is your name there? Or you just go church. Do church the way you like. Then the way you wake up, you can just rub your head. Say today, I feel like going to church. Okay, maybe we'll go. You just walk out. You come as you're coming. Whether you receive communion or not, it doesn't matter. You know, there is this there is no preparation, there is no zeal, there is no you're not in tune with the seasons of time. May the Holy Ghost give you a hammer on the head, bagam, so I can wake up. <laughs> I've said it, it will happen. Some people, something will knock their head while they're sleeping. If that, if that will take place for you to wake up so that your name can be there, may it happen. Amen. I say, may it happen. Those whose names are written in the book of life shall be delivered. Mm. 
And as the, 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 the first one says, he said, and these are the ones who are wise. Those whose names shall be written in the book of life are those who are wise. And they shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. Like the way the sun is shining. Spiritually, there are people who are shining. Arise and shine. For your light has come. The Bible says the entrance of the world brings light. The Bible says, "Where the candle of the Lord, when the word enters you, and then your spirit takes it, it lights you up. You become a bright shining light." And the Bible says, "The path of the just is like a bright shining light that, that shines brighter and brighter unto a perfect day." Jesus now comes and said, "You are the light of what?" Hey. <laughs> We are too much as a church, but we don't know. Those who are wise are those who live their life by the wisdom of God. Those whose life is governed by the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is the culture of the word of God. Those who are now living above human culture, whether they are from Ibo, House or Yoruba, it doesn't matter any longer. There's a new culture that your soul Feast on. And that culture is the word of God. Where there's no Gentile or Jew or Greek or Nigerian or American. We have now entered into Christ. Whoever is in Christ is a new creature. I'm a new creature. You may look at me and see that I'm still looking normal. But until you dare me in the spirit, you now see that I'm living under a structure. That is fashioned by the Holy Spirit, embedded in the nature of Christ, the life of Christ, and the Spirit of Christ. This is who we are. Amen. Amen. Are you not blessed? Ah, be proud of your Christian faith. Be proud of your Christian faith. Celebrate your life in God. Get intoxicated with the knowledge of who you are in God. And stop living as if you are a part, as if. The Christian life is, uh, you know, something that just flew into your life and will live tomorrow. This is what we live for. Everybody is born with his name written in the book of life. Listen to me now. Everybody is born with his name written in the book of life. Whether Muslim, whether Hindu, whether Christian. Yes. When Adam sinned. Something happened. God passed the power of that book. Even after we sinned, our names were still there. By original sin, our names were still there. Because God had an eternal purpose. That he's going to send his son. That he's going to be the remedy to sin. And so God decided... That the final arbiter, the final, you know, result, the final answer to the problem of sin is going to be his son. And so the Bible now says in John chapter 3 verse 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish. Even though your name is the book of life, if you don't have Jesus, your name will be obliterated. So it is Jesus that sustains your name in the book of life. If you don't have Jesus, your name will go. 
the capacity of your name to be in the book of life will be substantiated by the person of Christ when your soul tests Christ. If not, you will not be delivered. And so by virtue of our Christian faith, our names is still in the book of life. So it is not just that you are a Christian, but you must come to a point where you grow to become wise as a Christian and be able to fulfill all that the Christ has deposited in you. Are we following? Are we together here? So the entire process of sustaining your name in the book of life is captured within the framework of your existence, the fullness of your existence. If this makes sense to you, you will jack up your Christian fight. You'll not be looking at yourself again the way you look at yourself. You'll not pamper yourself again. You will begin the violent life of faith. Because from the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God have come in our hearts is suffering violence, and only the violent take it by force. Which force have you exercised? Which force have you exercised? Which part of your life is suffering some kind of load? Which part of your life is suffering brutality because of your Christ? Because a part of you must suffer the bruises. Yes. So, from your being baptized, you've been enrolled into Christ. Then you begin to walk in the mysteries of Christ. Your life begins to get crystallized in the characters of Christ. And so it becomes a journey of growth. From being a babe to being matured from one level to another level until you are fully captured in the person of Christ. Until that happens, you have issues. You have issues. That is why we must not neglect the gathering of the brethren. Because it is in the gathering of the brethren that God, through his word, begins to what? Begin to teach us, begin to train us. And you want to make sure that every wrinkle that comes with the old life be extricated. Every wrinkle must go. Every spot must go. Until we are fully packaged. And everything in us now yields completely to what? To the obedience of Christ. No aspect of us now again is responding to rebellion. Are we together here? So if I ask you to explain what I just said now, will you explain it? Amen. When some are really dozing, no? <laughs> hmm. It's a disaster. Somebody will take his bath, wear shoes, wear clothes, dress well. Walk out come church. You know this time time. He's already opening his mouth and flies are entering inside of it. To be frank with you, the person needs help. No matter what happens. And so those who have grown to this level are the ones who are called the wise ones. They are the wise ones. Okay? They are the wise ones. Jesus now makes reference to this. Let's just look at the gospel reading of today. Okay? He said, 
Um, with great power and the cloud, and when he will send out his angels and gather from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Okay? Truly I say to you, he said, this generation will not pass away before all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the words of spoken to you will not pass away. So we must allow ourselves to grow in this dimension. It is your Christian growth that puts your name perpetually in the book of life. Let me look at a few parts of scriptures where you know, the word of God you know, ad- addresses us with regards to your name being obliterated from the book of life. The book of Exodus chapter 32 from verse 33. It says, everyone who sins against, against me, I will blot out from the book of life. Exodus chapter 32, verse 33. Everyone who sins against me, I will blot out from the book of life. Everyone who sins against me, I will blot out from the book of life. Wow. So it means that someone can lose his name from what? From the book of life. From the book of life. Okay, let's look at what the word of God says with regards to that. How do we sin against God? John chapter 3 from verse, um, I read from verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believes on him is not condemned. Say it with me. Want to go? He that believes in me is not condemned. But he that believes not is condemned already. John chapter 3 from verse 17. 16 and 17. He who believes in him is what? Is not condemned. But he who does not believe in him is already. When did they judge that they already condemned him? That's the question. Has the person gone to the tribunal already? What has happened? Did you catch that revelation there? He said, he who does not believe is already. I can't hear you. When did they judge the person? Huh? But you know, all of us are waiting and say that day, eh? And we shall all gather and Jesus will take his seat and say, Ah, you come here. See what you do. See what you do, eh? <laughs> but he's saying, He who does not believe is already condemned. For me, that's quite serious. So if you are moving on the earth here and you don't believe in the person of the Christ, condemnation is already on you. The only thing that can take away that condemnation is what? Christ. So you can see now the strength of Exodus chapter 32 verse 33. Everyone who sins against me, and these are the ones who refuse to believe in his son. He said, I will do what? I will blot 
out from the book of life. Then Revelation chapter 3 verse 5 says, Everyone who overcomes will be dressed in white and I will never blot his name from the book of life. I will confess his name before my Father in heaven and before the angels in heaven. Did you catch that? Everyone who overcomes, who are the overcomers? Those who have received the Christ and were able to conquer the three things I've been teaching you for more than three months in advanced Bible course, advanced Bible course, our Saturday programs. What are those three things? That the three enemies of man, the three channels through which the devil keeps man perpetually in darkness. Number one is what? Mention them. Mention them. Huh? You don't know. <laughs> Okay, what, when Jesus gave us his nature and life and spirit, what do those three things address in our lives again? Eh? Eh, eh. Before that one, someone should help out. Fertility of life. Vanity of life. And what again? Canality of life. Fertility, vanity, and carnality. These are the three things the devil uses to tie the human system down. Okay? So when you receive Christ, you must be able to deal with fertility. That's the reason why Christ came into you. So I can deal with fertility, which is the agenda of the devil over the lives of men, to deal with vanity and to deal with what? Carnality or iniquity. I've explained that severally. Futility is aimless life. A life that has no direction. You just live your life for yourself. That's futility. I've explained that severally. Futility of life is aimless life. A life that is not unto God. A life that is only to self and to the world system. You are living every day. And each day you live doesn't give credit to the glory of God. You are just living for yourself. That's fortitude of life. Number two, vanity of life. What does that mean? A life where you spend all your energy to acquire material things, and material things become the source of your ethics, the source of your joy, becomes the parameter for judging life. You count yourself successful because you have acquired material things, the things of this world. When your realm in God is completely blank, that's vanity of life. And the, 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 the worst aspect of it is that all that you have acquired did not in any way give glory to God. You never use it to advance the, advance the cost or the values of the kingdom. That's vanity of life. And the third one is carnality. Where you just live and Satisfy the cravings of your flesh. All the things your flesh is craving for, you give it to it, whether good or bad. You live for your flesh. Your body is not living under a government. The laws of God has not tamed your body yet. You are being ruled by the culture of this world. 
Even though Jesus said you are in the world, you are not of this world. So, I'm sure now you've got it, right? Now you know it. These are the three things the devil wants to achieve in your life every day. He wants to make sure that your soul will feed on fertility. He wants to make sure your soul will feed on vanity and carnality. Everything he's doing is predicated on these three things. Now, are you aware that when Jesus gave us himself, he gave us himself in three parts also, and each part he has given us himself is in his body, in his life, in his nature, and in his spirit. And the three of them are attacking these three things. So his nature gives you direction. Because his nature imposes on you divine purpose. So you no longer live for yourself, you live for God. Right? Are we together here? Say thank you, Jesus. So the Bible now says we are partakers of the divine nature. And because we are now partakers of divine nature, we need to live the divine life. Because that nature gives you a new life. You can't live your life any longer. You can't live your personal life again. You are now living for the one who has loved you and died for you. So Paul now says, it's no longer I who live. It is Christ that lives in me. The life I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and died for me. He now says, I count all this as what? Rubbish. So he has conquered the first one. The second one is what? His life. His life is what destroys vanity. Because you have received his life now, you cannot just be acquiring material things for yourself any longer. Rather, you are now a steward. Whatever comes to your life necessarily is an instrument to advance the values of the kingdom. Everything. Everything. And so even your giftedness, your time, your treasure, and your talents, all of them now, you are now living to advance the cause of the cultures of the kingdom. So if you are living your life today, having all kinds of fun, and, and Jesus is not crystallizing it, vanity is eating up your soul already. Your intelligence must be used to advance the kingdom. Your time must be used to advance the kingdom. You must have time for the things of God. Not only on Sunday, you just come quick for one hour, 30 minutes, you go home, you see, don't, you have served God. Then from Monday till Saturday, nothing. Even that Sunday stuff, we still rob God of the time we should spend with Him. The gift of yourself, the gift of your life, the gift of your existence should be invested in advancing the cause of God's kingdom. And we're able to articulate the five or six cultures of the kingdom. Right? Good. I would like to always go back up here. I make sure that you know them well. There are so much that God is giving to us. And so what are those values again? Number one is what? Say it loud. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Obedience. Say it loud. Say it loud. If you are talking, say it loud. Uh-huh. Obedience. Uh-huh. Righteousness. Righteousness. Service. Service. Faith. Sacrifice. Love. These are the values of the kingdom that your life must pursue. Okay? So by his life, everything, time, treasure, and talent must be garnished towards advancing these six values of the kingdom. And if you watch Jesus, that's what he lived for. All the apostles, they live for it. All the saints, go and systematically study all of them. You will see how they gave up their life for these values. And the third one is what? 
the spirit of Christ. The Bible says, whoever is joined to Christ is one and the same spirit with him. And Paul now explains and says, we didn't receive the spirit of bondage to fear and to sin. But we have received the spirit of power, love and sound mind. So we are free from the bondage to carnality. So when that spirit comes to drag us into sin, we have the capacity to say no. And the Bible now says, if the spirit of the one that rose Christ from the dead dwells in you, he said, that same spirit will give life to your mortal bodies. Amen. Amen. That nature, that life, that spirit is what is wrapped up in the Holy Eucharist. So each time you receive the Holy Communion, you are reenacting, you are reactivating the three investment of God in your life. Paul said, we carry this investment, this treasure in earthenware jar. You are testifying, I will not live a futile life. I will not live a vain life. I will not live a life of carnality anymore. That is why we come to communion. So when you leave, you have received a new energy. As you step into the world, you know what you are doing. You are focused to live the life God has called you to live. As the devil brings his futile system to distract you, to get you confused, you stand looking unto Jesus, the author and what? Finisher of your faith. God starts blessing you. You don't say, ha, ah, look at now, I have too much. I don't know what to do with it. No, no, no. Even the little you have, your target is God's values must be crystallized and must push the values of God. By the Holy Communion, when you go out, you are no longer carrying the spirit of rebellion. When the spirit of rebellion comes and starts poking your life, poking your body to live one carnal life, you resist the devil. Amen. Amen. So Jesus now says, whoever overcomes, in that Revelation chapter 3, verse 5, Everyone who overcomes by these three great investments of God in him or her. Well, he says whoever overcomes will be dressed in what? White robe. As a matter of fact, that, those three characters of Christ is the white robe. The only problem is one of us, when we have received it, we're going to fall. The thing will be dirty with Wrinkles, we spouse, we go to confession, they start cleaning us again. They say, no, don't fall again. Until you grow and you are strong. You are sure you are well clothed. The Bible says when we are baptized, we are clothed with Christ. So my life now is the life of Christ. My nature now is the nature of Christ. My spirit now is the spirit of Christ. He said, I will never blot their name from the book of life. I will confess their name before my father. So he will call my auntie here. He say, come. He will call your name. Ah, father, she's here. And the father will look at you and see the body of Christ in your body. And the father will say, come, you faithful and good servant. Come to the kingdom that will be prepared for you. From the foundation of the world. What no eyes has seen. What no ear has heard. What no heart has conceived. You will now see it. And then the joy of the revelation will be too much for endless ages. A yawn. You will try to recover from the joy and it's inexhaustible. You want to miss this? Do you want to miss this? You want to go to a place of eternal torment? Then sit up. 
Satan up and be wise. You can do a lot with your life now. Don't get carried away. Why are you trying to please the world? You want to please your fellow men. You walk, 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 walk. You want to please everybody. The people you have pleased so far, have they given you a certificate? Have they paid you? Check it. From the time you graduated, let me start from there. You made first class. They celebrated with you. Have they paid you for impressing them? Then you went to marriage. You did bogus marriage. Invited everybody. They ate your food and went away, right? I believe so. You say this house. I don't like the way the face is. Let me rebuild it this way. So when they see it, they know that I've done something. Abby, you are pleased then. Have they come to say, well done, sir? No. If you watch very well, 80% of the things we do, we try to impress human beings. Not impressing God. Stop, stop impressing men. When you impress God, men will appreciate you. Amen. Amen. He will call you and present you to the Father. After the Father has received you, say, hey, come back, come back. My angels celebrate this grace here. And the angels will start celebrating. There is greater rejoicing in heaven when one repentant sinner comes back to God. If you see what happens in heaven, you will say, you mean this is what God has prepared for me? And I was on earth claiming that God doesn't love me. I didn't know God. But why did he hide all this? He said, yes, because I wanted to know where your heart will be. So here is the testing ground. Are you being deceived? Or you have become wise? He said, those, those who have known him shall be wise, and they shall be what? They shall shine like what? The brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. If you have received Christ, he will shine. But when you help others to turn to Christ, you shall shine like a star, like the sun. <laughs> so where have you enrolled? Where do you belong? Are you still just trying to celebrate yourself? Or have you gone further to help others to turn to righteousness? This is the joy of the church. This is the joy of Christians. We must be bold about it. We must celebrate it. That should be the passion of our lives. You should wake up every day and say, Lord, today I will do something with regards to my eternity. One man said, living with eternity in view. Living with eternity in view. Mm. Keep in mind that Jesus Christ has died for us and is risen from the dead. He is our saving Lord. He is joy for all ages. Joy for ages. Joy for ages. Hmm. Be excited, child of God. Begin to engage your Christian life. We don't have all the time in this world. Each day is an opportunity for you to invest. As you are making profit in this side of life, dear child of God, are you also making profit in the other side of life? As you are investing this side, are you investing that side too?
a wise man will invest more on this side. Jesus said, use that tented thing. Use the tented things of this life. What do my tented things? Things that perish with their use. Things that perish with their use. Everything on this side of life is perishing. That's why he said, heaven and earth will pass away. But the words have spoken to you, they what? They will last forever. Only the word of God has their lasting capacity. Heaven and earth will wear away. No matter how you build a house strong, it will wear away. No matter how you build a car strong, it will wear away. And so when you gain the wisdom of God, you begin to engage them. As the devil is trying to distract you with say, live like others. Just be like others. Do what others are doing. Say, no, my life has a curse. I must follow the curse that God has laid for me. Paul said, I fought the good fight of faith. I've run the race. I have kept the, I say, I've run the race. I have kept the curse. I have kept the, the faith. What awaits me now is a crown of glory. He said, I've finished my curse. So he knew his own curse and he followed it. They tried to distract him, say, no, you see, you are a barrister. You know, you can combine the two of them and they continue. He said, no. My cause demands that I completely consider my, my legal uh, capacity as what? As rubbish. I can't use it to serve the world any longer. I will use it to serve God. He received a special ministration for that. Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, Lord, for the plans you have for us. Thank you because as we hold on to you on that day, on the day of trouble, you shall deliver us. For when we see you, we shall be like you. Thank you because futility has no power over us. Thank you because vanity has lost its grips. Thank you because carnality, iniquity, has lost its power. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. He who has called us is faithful and bring us to an end. Thank you, Lord, because our names on the, on the basis of Jesus that lives in us now, our names are written in the book of life. Precious Jesus, we assure you, by this great investment you have put in us, we are already overcomers. We are working it out every day. Amen. Working out our salvation with trembling and fear. Amen. With the violence of faith. With blunted righteousness. With purity of heart. With courage. And boldness of the spirit. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Even though we pass through the valleys of the shadows of death. We fear no evil. Because we know you are there with your cloak and with your staff. With this, you comfort us. And so, Father, I pray for your sons and daughters who are here right now. Anyone who is held down by any negativity of the enemy, as men who are compelled to live beyond the range of grace by the celebration of this Mass, may they be pulled back into the field of divine grace in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Every attack upon your life every spirit of darkness, building up negative energies in your soul, may they lose their grief and power by the power of the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. May your name that is written in the book of life never be blotted out. 
May you receive the encouragement that comes from the Spirit. May the Holy Spirit set in your heart a new hunger for God, a new hunger for His values, a new hunger for the things of the kingdom. May you become a patriotic citizen of the kingdom, serving the kingdom with all that God has vested in your life. Your time, your treasure, and your talent, and even your existential life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, help your people. May you deal with every distraction. May you deal with every negativity that keeps causing stumbling block in the life of your sons and daughters. They shall become overcomers. They shall become overcomers. They shall become overcomers in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we are waiting for that day when Jesus will present us gloriously before you. Without spots, without wrinkle, introduce us to you, the Father, that we have overcome all things. And so the investment you have made in our life was not in vain. Paul will say, may the grace of God in your life not be fertile. Thank you, precious Father, for your faithful. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just pray in your heart at this hour. Make some serious prayers in your heart. Stretch your hand of faith towards God and ask for strength to persevere. Ask for wisdom, hunger for His word. Tell the Lord that you want to begin to increase and grow. That you don't want to be bereaved of the seasons of the Spirit. Holy Spirit, touch the hearts of your sons and daughters who are here now. Fill us with your fresh fire. Fill us with your fresh energy. Bend our hearts, O Lord, to do your will. Cause us to follow you. Do something new again, O Lord. For on our own we can do nothing. But with you, all things are possible. Prune us. Cut away the things that hinder us. Take away the obstacles. The Bible says, an effectual and effective door have been opened unto us. For there are many adversaries. But thanks be to God. The Bible says, by the name of the Lord we shall crush them. A thousand will fall by our right. Ten thousand will fall by our left. But in the Lord's name we shall crush them. Father, even as you pour out fresh water upon your people, I pray for those who are sick here. I pray for those who are downtrodden. I pray for those who are bruised in their minds and in their spirit. I pray for those who are depressed. I pray for those who are tormented in their sleep. And even when they are alone, they are scared. Father, King of glory, I declare liberty upon their life by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. Even as you send your word, heal us in all ramification. Heal families, heal careers, heal individuals, heal everyone. And deliver us from destruction. Deliver us from destruction. 
Mother Mary, cover us with your mother protection. Intercede for us. May fresh wine be supplied. The wine of the Spirit. I shall continue the celebration of the marriage feast with Christ. <laughs>